What's up, crew? This is Seth, Captain of the Thousand Sunny Podcast, joined by my beloved wife and co-host. May. I just want to say Merry Christmas to everyone, because we are recording this on Christmas, as you could tell, with our pajamas. Yes, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope everybody had a happy holidays. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about animes that deserve a second season. Or at least what we think deserves a second season. So why don't you start us off with our first anime, Vice Captain? Aye, aye, Captain. All right. So first on the list is Zom 100 by Galista of the Dead. This is a new one that came out this year, maybe a few months ago. And it it got canceled if i'm not wrong for some reason that he might know because of all the blood it's a zombie anime and with how other cultures do shit that's why all of the blood in the anime isn't red it's like pink blue yellow colorful shit um but it did finish there's eight episodes out and yeah. Yeah, but there wasn't supposed to be. Because they were going to just cut it off, not put out that last episode, and leave it how it was. Um, But they did. But it sucks, because it's a really good anime, and there's still so much story to tell from where it ended. Like... Spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it. It basically ends with the main character, forgot his name. Do you remember? No, I forgot it. I feel like it's on the top of my dome. He's going to look it up for me. But basically, it ends. Well, basically, what the anime is is about this guy that you know goes to a nine to five and he gets sucked into work like years of his life it's like it all blended into you know working for the boss man like a dog and then next thing you know a zombie apocalypse and he's like, I'm free. I don't have to go to work anymore. I'm done. I can live my life. And then starts the bucket list. I just got his name. It's Akira Tendo. I was thinking either Akuma or something, but it's Akira. And yeah, so what's irritating is how they pace the show. Because the whole time they have an intro where they show four people. And they only introduced three for real. The last one was the blonde-haired girl that they kept showing in the intro. And she didn't appear until the last two or one episodes of the actual show. Maybe three. Um, but even then, it's, like, short-lived. Because there's supposed to be this group going around, living their life. Because for Akira... It's he knows eventually they'll get turned into zombies. He's like, like she said, with the bucket list, 
that's the goal is to do everything until you do finally fucking succumb to it. And it just brought up more questions because there was somebody that was similar in the anime where they showed where he also had a list and they brought up these other people. And it's like the storyline just didn't get to fucking progress like that because of the problems with it possibly being discontinued, which eventually it did. Um, so, yeah, it definitely deserves a second season. Yeah, so piggybacking off the name, Zom 100, it's a list of 100 things to do. And for the main character, Tendo, his is 100 things to do before turning into a zombie. And then the second character that gets introduced, you should have kept up that cast list. Um, It was a female that is more serious on survival and tactic and wanting to survive. And she's super serious, uptight, starts getting loose once she starts fully understanding the main character but she also has a list that is a hundred things to prevent like from turning to a zombie and then it did introduce at the end of the anime another person that has another list and this one it's a group of people and it's more what's um Sinister. It was about um what was it about? It was like a hundred it's like a hundred crimes or something to do before turning into a zombie. And it's like a group of four people that they feel like they've been wronged, and I think it's like a group of teenagers. And it kind of ends it with that. And that's What's like, this needs another season. Because what havoc and chaos are these people going to add to an already zombie apocalypse? So, if you want to take lead. Yeah, so basically it introduced this girl that is his kind of like romance interest eventually um which her name is Shizuka Shizuka one second Mikazuki and it also introduced his best friend uh Kenichiro or Kinjo and that was the person that really started rocking with him um, throughout the anime and everything. Because he had to go save him, and the girl wasn't fucking with him um, at all. Because she, her whole thing was like, yeah, you're just out here trying to have fun, live your life before you turn. I'm trying to survive through this stuff. So they weren't really matching. Um, and then, yeah, there's a guy later on where... He has a list, which I was trying to find out what his thing was. 
which it's things that he would like to accomplish before he dies, which, like she said, it was crimes and everything. And it's like, try drugs from all over the world, deceive someone, shoot a real gun, uh, break a street's window panes, um, set the company that made a fool of me on fire. <laughs> Just like crazy stuff. And uh, this anime actually has 12 episodes. You said eight. I just saw. Um, but it also, the lists aren't finished. Because they were all adding to each other's lists. Um, the main character girl and his best friend. And they probably didn't even hit the 50s yet. So we also don't get to know what they truly wanted to accomplish in life. Like, don't get me wrong. They were little dumb stuff. Like, what was it? Go on a date with a flight attendant? Like, yeah. some, like, dumb stuff. Like, watch TV on, like, a 46-inch TV. No way bigger than that. The biggest TV they can find. Uh, ride a motorcycle, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great anime that definitely deserves a second season. What else you got on the list? Excuse me. So the next one, I haven't watched this one, so I'm going to let him take the lead on this. And it is The Great Cleric. The Great Cleric. I brought it up in the last episode, and it is just incredible. So, basically, it's about this dude that gets reincarnated into another world, and he gets reincarnated, and this is one of the animes where the gods, like, let you decide or choose your powers. And so, basically, because he got killed in the last world that he was at, he was like, man, I don't want to fucking go through that. I want to be able to, like, heal. And so, he became a cleric. And he gets into this world. Explain what a cleric is. A cleric is a healer. Like a priest that has magical healing powers. Um, so basically, um, he gets these abilities, but he can't use them. Because he starts off, it's like other reincarnated animes, where you don't have power. You have to work to get your power. You're not just instantly OP, which is really incredible. So he gets there and pretends like he's some country bumpkin because he doesn't know anything. Like, they're like, you don't know, like, where you're from? He's like, I'm from a small village in the middle of nowhere, you know? And so they're just like, well, you need an ID to get into the town. And he's like, ah. I'm a cleric, and in this anime, what's crazy is the fact that there's a really messed up system with the healing, like, aspect in the world. Clerics are not looked good upon. Like, everybody sees them as a menace because they charge outrageous fees. They're like, oh, you got hurt in battle? Let me fucking charge you like a house like that much money and so when he tells them that he's a cleric 
everybody gives him funny looks and everything. And it's just crazy. So then he finds somebody that helps him. They get him set on his feet to where he gets into this little inn or whatever. And he trains. And they're like, oh, you could do this. You can go to this school. Take it easy. You can apprentice. Or you can do the fucking diehard route where you study in your room. And, like, just work on yourself. But you, like, gotta pass this certain criteria. And so he does the diehard route. He's like, I'm gonna do that. And then he's like, I don't want to just learn how to heal. I also want to learn how to protect myself. So he goes over to the Adventurers Guild and gets in with the, like, person that runs it. And they start training him. And they start giving him this disgusting drink called Substance X. And it's like a black, gooey, miasma-looking drink. And basically, it smells terrible. Like, nobody wants to go around it, anything. But it's supposed to, like, help you unlock, like, secret potentials and stuff. So this whole time he's going through it, everybody starts giving him a nickname. And they call him the Masochist Zombie or the Masso Zombie. And it's just hilarious. And, like, the whole time he's just choosing the hard way every time. Training, getting his ass beat, all of that. And it's the fact that you get reincarnated in a world and in his previous life, he was a businessman. So it's like, he kind of understands what goals he wants to do in terms of like getting on people's good sides to like, like survive basically in this foreign land, which he also puts a lot of his like skill points from like what he achieves into luck. (laughs) And trust me, it is helping him out big time. Um, But it's really great in terms of how he's not getting in this other world and being like, you know what? I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to save the day. I'm going to just defeat the demon lord, whatever. And then the whole time it's like going through training and everything. He keeps getting his ass beat by the guildmaster. And he eventually has to leave, and he goes to the head cleric's office in a different town, cities over, and is there. And they put him on this terrible job where he has to go down into the dungeon and fight off the monsters. Because it's over a dungeon that they can't let any of the monsters get out into the town. And the whole time, he's treating it like it's a video game. Like, he's like, oh, I defeated this, skeletons, blah, 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 little, like, little will-o'-wisps, and then he gets into, like, bigger monsters, and he's the whole time just, like, not comprehending that he can die, like, he is risking his life every time he goes down there, and he's going through it, and he defeats this, like, undead wizard or whatever and then they're like holy shit this is the like furthest we've gotten in this cave like dungeon section in a long time and so he gets brought up to the like head of the church and can't see him whatever there's this veil and they're like you did this 
And he's like, yeah. And they're like, I'll get you whatever you want. Keep up the good work. And the whole time he's just like, oh, it's it's nothing. I mean, I, I got there and I defeated the monster and kept it pushing. And it's a different scene to see in anime where a person isn't trying to be an adventurer. They're not trying to be the hero. They're just trying to make a good name for clerics and healers fighting the like stigmatism of it and pushing through and just like he just keeps rising through the ranks and it's just really good to see like that storyline it's different but yeah i mean it definitely deserves a second season in my opinion so what's next up on the list for what both see um, I'm gonna say the next one is Undead Murder Farce. I also haven't seen this one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna let him talk. Hopefully, not as long. And then what's next up after that? We'll get there. So, next up on the list, Undead Murder Farce. I don't know if it's underrated, but I have not heard a lot of people talk about this anime. Which it is great. Um, and it circles around like mythology and spiritual beasts and stuff like that. You have um, the Oni, which is in this anime, they're like, oh, yeah, the Oni had to be exterminated and everything because they were the only monsters that can kill any other monster. Doesn't matter if you're immortal, what? Oni are able to kill them. And there's this person that's half human, half Oni. And basically, the they're just in a circus doing fights to make their living. And this person finds them, and they're a maid. And they're holding a birdcage, and it has the... It's a Japanese lady... Um, who doesn't have her body. She's just a head. And it's kind of funny. It's got action. It's a great detective anime because it also includes Sherlock Holmes and The Phantom of the Opera. And it's just really interesting how they go through things with having werewolves and everything. And they include Moriarty Professor Moriarty, who created another Oni, half-human, whatever, where he has just did these experiments in order to make the perfect monster. And Moriarty is the one that stole the master's head. Well, her body. And they're trying to find it. They're going around making a name for themselves, solving crimes and everything that involves supernatural beings and eventually they get to like vampires werewolves and everything and there's also this other organization that is ran by the government that is out to hunt supernatural beings so it's like three different sides all trying to get ahead and it's really great worse the reason why it needs another season from the storyline and everything is I want to see how things go with Moriarty. And 
like if they acquire another member or anything because they go to a werewolf village to solve a crime and that's basically how it ends um where moriarty is going to the village with his members like he has a vampire he has the oni he has frankenstein which frankenstein's a chill dude in the anime um and they're going because that he wants to get werewolf dna to put in the oni monster that he's trying to make perfect but overall undead Mur murder farce is highly interesting it's got a really unique type of art style with how they do things for like the japanese mythology and stuff because it includes different types of monsters that you didn't even know about but yeah what about the next thing on the list the next thing is called Tack OP Destiny. This one I've seen. This one I loved because it is music based and I'm a sucker for music. So basically the main character's name is Tack something. I can't pronounce it. I'm really bad at it. Um and how there's these creatures called D2s that came to the earth I think by a meteor and basically causes the entire world to never play music because any type of melody or music sound any type of instrument attracts the D2s and they basically rampage and there's these things these people um maestros and maestros it it's it's a duo so there's the maestro that what is, what are they called what are they called what Oh, they're called music arts. Music arts, yeah. So it's maestros and their music arts. And it's basically these chosen people to control these music arts that aren't technically people, but they are. They're weapons. <laughs> That's why I was like, yeah. they're people because they are in the form of a human, but they're not technically fully human and they basically use these maestros to defend and fight the d2s and for the main character he became a maestro on accident not by like um an incident had happened an accident that caused him and like his friend's little sister to get attacked by a D2 and the sister's body basically became a host for music art. And the little sister's name was like Cosette or something. And she no longer basically was alive in that body. And that's where his music art came and her name is Destiny. So it was like a whole new person in their friend's body now connected 
and like the main characters he's a pianoist he's a prodigy so music is his his life um and like his father is very well known and he starts causing a lot of attention because again he wasn't supposed to be a, a maestro so it caused a lot of disbalance and attention to him that he didn't want and he didn't care he was like I'm not doing this for you people basically I guess the government I think uh, like a like a side type of thing like a society yeah but like they were the protectors of the world because when the D2 struck they didn't have music arts or anything well the music arts protected humanity the best they could and they had to put people in training to become maestros to fully unlock the music arts power because they have to be conducted in order to like fully hit their like optimal fucking fighting power or else they're just like doing whatever and they could win, they could not win, but that's pretty much their only, like, way of fighting the D2s, because guns and shit don't work on them. And that's basically what made the main characters different, since they're not basically registered, because you're supposed to be a registered. She would go on her own. Like, the maestro is supposed to control the music art. Basically, when, basically, a D2 is there, the maestro is supposed to conduct them to attack. But Destiny, she just goes on her own. She senses something, she instantly goes. She doesn't wait for command. She doesn't wait for the say-so. She doesn't wait for anything. That's what made the higher-ups, the society people, like, worried but then at the same time they wanted to use them and that kind of caused the main character to kind of um what's the word he started getting really weak because of the connection they have since it wasn't like it just came out of nowhere I don't know how to explain it it was because his music art was out of tune. And so, because they didn't go through the training and everything, they were naturally made. Other than that, the government would test people to see if in their, like, bodies, they were able to become maestros or host a music art. These people forcibly did it. They were compatible but it was they forcibly did it in terms of a life or death situation and this stuff happened where they became naturally a ma- a maestro in a music art and so every time that they would fight it was eating up his life force and so that's kind of the whole thing of like why we think it needs a season 2 because of how it ended with the music art and everything and it transitioning over to a different person which would be the sister yeah because the the big sister 
did go into the I'm I'm gonna call it the society because again I don't remember if it's like their government or what, which I'm pretty sure, I think it is. But the way it ends, it's like we see spoiler, Destiny disappear. But they make it seem like she's not really gone. And then they started bringing up a lot of tax talk, however you say, father. And they kept bringing him up, but not giving the details and the backstory of of it all. So then it leaves us thinking that they're there's more stuff that needs to be said about his father, how he was connected, because he was discovering that a lot of people knew who his father was, that he didn't even know these people could po- like possibly even know him. And it's like, I don't think those answers, like those questions was really answered for him. Which, that's another thing. The reason why his father holds so much significance is because he held a concert after the D2s came because his whole thing was they were taking up people's instruments and their music and burning them and throwing them away and everything. And he's like, no, we are not going to stand for that. People live for music. Like I love listening to music. I listen to it all the time. I'm, I'm a truck driver for a living and I, stay listening to music if i'm not doing that i'm on the phone and i couldn't imagine a world without music in it i don't know about you i mean yeah i agree um the anime though was more based on orchestra instrumental stuff um so you could really feel their emotions in the music, even if there was no lyrics, you just you just felt it in the tone and the beat of whatever they created. And the way when you watch it that it brought people together like it does in literally real life. How any type of music, rock, indie, pop, rap, doesn't matter it brings us all together different communities and the tone and music so it's it's just really good i mean it's like to the point where even if you're humming a song a d2 can come and bust through your house like that's the thing they couldn't do anything for some reason it aggravated them they just musical haters you know um, but it's a great anime that I feel like they could do more with, especially with the fight scenes. They were good. I feel like they could have done even more because they didn't introduce that many music arts and maestros. They introduced like five or six and they were three maestros that we saw. Yeah, we saw a lot of maestros. No, we didn't see a lot of maestros. We saw maybe three or four maestros, and then we saw about 
six or seven music arts because it's like <clears throat> one of the people in the society ha- had a music art, but they were two the same people. Like, they're two different people, but they're the same. But assigned to two different people. And then there was another girl that had no um, maestro. She didn't have a maestro. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was basically, I don't want to say freelance. Yeah. Freelancer. free. But she wanted a maestro. You could tell in the sh- you can tell when watching. But, yeah, we didn't. You're right. We didn't. You didn't see too many. You saw what was day and night. Heaven and hell. Heaven and hell. Sorry. <laughs> and then you have the other one that didn't have a maestro, and it's like her attack power is weaker because she doesn't have a maestro, so she wasn't able to go all out. And then you have Destiny, which she's eating at her maestro's life force. So they can be strong for a little bit, but then over time they get weaker. And then we see another one that's reoccurring, and that's the only regular one. Her name was Titan. Titan. So we really only saw, I want to say five music arts that actually got introduced because there was a big battle. And you see, you know, basically everyone coming in to help. But they're not introduced. You know, you just you just see them coming as backup. But only introduced five music arts and then like it has then like four uh maestros. Which all music arts are female. Yeah. Which I don't know why. I don't know, that's just a reoccurring thing. Kinda yeah. like the same thing in Steven Universe where all crystal gems are female. Apparently not. Steven. Yeah. And then all the maestros are male and then all the music arts are female. What's thinking about it, I think that's pretty cool because you have the females doing all the action and usually it's the other way around. So I think that I didn't think about it until right now, so I think that's pretty cool. Girl power. But <laughs> we're gonna move on because I feel like we kind of really covered that one. It's a really good anime, Taco P Destiny. I really would Tact give it a... OP Destiny. Huh? Tact OP Destiny. That's what I said. Anyways, the next one is uh, My Tiny Senpai. My Tiny Senpai is just another one of those little romance animes. Um, and basically, it follows... Um, I believe her name's Igarashi. And she's just this little senpai, whatever. She's the boss, and she has this coworker that she's training and takes under her wing, and it's just cute little romance. But it's like the same thing of always like the little anime tropes and stuff, like sharing a drink or like doing stuff like that, like taking care of each other when they're sick. And it's like anime's like that. My Tiny Senpai or like Uzaki-chan wants to hang out. All of those little romance animes are incredible. I'm obsessed with them all the time. Even though it's I know it's the same thing, it's the differences in the storyline each time. Like 
with that, it's a female boss and her underling, and it's they have to navigate a relationship, but they start off as friends or as coworkers. And it's nice to see the flow of that throughout the whole thing. Um, and I feel like it needs a second season because it progressed pretty well. And they didn't get into a relationship, but it's like, I would like to see that happen. You know, even at the sp- like pace that animes go at from that type of culture of like, oh, we held hands or we shared a kiss. Like, that's like the goal of seeing that. And then being in a relationship. But I feel like it definitely needs another season. It's nice to see that role reversal. Because normally you see the main character being male. And in this one, it's a female. But it's just one of those romance animes that's really nice. What's next on the list? So the next one is called Buddy Daddies. Um... It sucks that this one doesn't have a second season, and I feel like it should. I mean, they probably did wrap it up a they good way. They wrapped it up pretty nicely. Like, they did a whole time skip for after everything happened, which, not to really spoil, but it's just they, they lived a nice, peaceful life where the little daughter that they kind of adopted... So... Yeah, we're starting and from living the end. her life. <laughs> we're starting from the end. The basically it's about these two assassins, roommates. They're not related at all. Uh that's why it's called Buddy Daddies. Not um, romantically involved. Yeah, straight. So they're on uh they're on a task, a mission. There you go. And it involves, you know killing this head guy like this rich man and it actually happens on christmas christmas or christmas eve and this little girl is roaming around in this hotel looking for her father and basically her mother sent her to tokyo by by herself to go find her dad by herself no she ran off to go find her dad and her mom didn't know. No. Her mother knew. Because they literally find her mother singing uh, in a bar. Yeah, yeah. She knew. Because if a parent did not if not know their child was gone within a day. I think they that's were... what it was. Was that because we saw her mom. Her mom wasn't giving a fuck. Because she was in an abusive relationship working in a dive bar. I don't think she sent her off. I think she she just let her daughter leave and then was just like, she's with her dad. She's okay. Because she sent her off with a picture and was like, this is him. Like, this is who you're looking for. Well, something like that. Because how else does she know where to go? How else does she know to travel to Tokyo to that certain hotel to look for a person because you could have gone from reading letters and listening to stories from her mom what letters i don't know there is no no letters because it was a she that child is basically a mistake 
So what letters? There is no... The mother knew because she sent her off on her own. Because later on, they find the mother to tell her that they have them, never made it to the father, and she didn't care. She comes around... The father was killed. She comes around later in the show. Anime. But, yeah. So basically, as I was saying... The little girl was roaming around, and she finds one of the main characters, Kazuki, something like that, and he is dressed up as Santa Claus, and he says, basically, I'm your dad, as his partner is finna Rye or Ray, is finna murder her real dad. And so they basically take her back home to their house and they're trying to get rid of her. Never happened. They formed a connection with her, but they had to kind of hide the her from the corporation they work for. But, you know, that gets harder for them to do to do their job and then have her at home because one Kazuki, I don't know. He's more an extrovert. He's more lively. You know, you would think of him as the mother. And then you have Rai, which is the introvert, quiet, dark, broody, goth motherfucker, which would be considered like the father, like the father role. And so it's nice to see him especially how he's introduced, like, he's this cold, hard assassin, don't give no, like, don't care, just here to do the job, and then you see him caring for her and coming to actually love her as his own and claiming her as his child. And so their boss basically can, like, he found out about her and he kind of let them be, but he, like, kept telling them, like, this, whatever happens is on y'all, basically. But, like like we said in the beginning, they ended up really good. They did the whole time skit. She's, like, going to high school now. They have their own little play, like, restaurant, because Kazuki, I think that's his name. Sorry if it's wrong. He's, he's like I said, he was in the role of the mother. He's a great cook. So they have this whole little family restaurant. She's going to school. They're no longer in the life. But I feel like they could toss more story in there. They can throw a little someone breaks into the restaurant from the past, getting revenge. Or they could have just added more before the time skip. I think that's just in a personal opinion, because I feel like one season was too short. So, for Rye or Ray, however you want to say it, if you liked Hunter Hunter and Killua, it's kind of a similar vibe for him. He has a rich family, and basically the reason why they end up owning a restaurant is because they go to war against his family because his dad's like, all right, 
I let you have your little like two or three years of free time where you get to go live your life. Now you're coming home to take over the family business of being assassins. And he's like, nah, I've got my own thing going. I'm not ready to go back. And they're like, well, it doesn't matter. You're going to do it because you are my son. And they are a rich fucking like black site fucking organization type of family. And so that's why they left the life and everything. But I mean, they could kind of continue it with how his dad ended things of being like, it doesn't matter. We will find you. You're my son. And they could go about it like that. So, I mean, it could get a second season in my opinion, but it's also, they did end it nicely with her going to high school and them living a nice life. It would have been nice to see them actually like get romances in their life. Cause that's just my opinion. I already saw her give me the stink eye of being like, what the fuck? Nah. But they're straight. They're just co-parenting together. And it would be nice to see like a female figure in for their daughter as well, especially going through high school. So that would be cool if they had like this spy type of female come in that could have been like British or some shit. Don't know. But interesting take. What else you got? Okay, I don't know where you were going with that one. A British spy. No. <laughs> I'm thinking of somebody like Bitch Sensei from Assassination Classroom. No. I think that would go well. Why? I just think it would be funny. No. <laughs> I think the comparing thing was good because... Because technically she had that um, female figure in her life, and it was the teacher. Because I'm pretty sure Kazuki and the teacher kind of had a thing for each other. But anyways. kindergartner pre-K, though. So the next one is Beast Tamer. Beast Tamer was a great anime it did not start off great i will be honest it really grew on me in time and everything and it was just basically it's about how you know how in like dungeons and dragons you have somebody that's able to tame monsters and everything and it's circled around this character that has that power and he's with the hero's party, which it's really incredible that the way that they look at it and everything is that beast tamers are weak. And he was in the hero's party doing his thing. Like he's able to tame multiple monsters or animals at once. And do all these jobs for the hero's party, but he's weak himself. And the hero's party is like, yo, your ass, get the fuck out of here, you trash. All you do is carry our stuff. And they dip on him, and he gets hurt. He's like, yo, I was doing as best that I could to try to not hold y'all back. 
And so when that happens, he goes off on his own because he's got a little tragic backstory where his whole village was killed, burned down and all that by a demon. And he's going around trying to find the holy beasts or whatever. Or he bumps into one and he gets with it. And it's kind of a harem anime, too, because he gets with one and it's like a, a cat girl that's got like super strength and stuff like that. And to their knowledge, nobody has tamed a holy beast or whatever. And he does. <laughs> and the whole time the hero's party is going to fight the demon lord or whatever, they're trying to get their strength up, trying to find fucking strong weapons and stuff and do all that. And he's just trucking along. Rain is his name. And he gets with the cat girl. She becomes part of his party. And then he gets with this dragon that can turn into a girl. <laughs> and she joins his party. And it's like every one that he tames and like puts a crest on, he gets some of their power. So he's getting powered up the whole time. And it's like really cool. What? I was thinking, wasn't there? Oh, it's a fairy tale. I don't know why I was picturing Nami from One Piece. Fairy tale with the girl in the keys of basically the Zodiac. That's yeah. what that just made me think of when Lucy. you were saying. When they have the crest, he gets their power. She has the keys to these gods, whatever, and then uses their power to fight. No, it's like he gets a buff, right? Yeah, I know, but I'm saying when I heard that, yeah. That made me think because it's kind of similar. It's just they're crested and she's basically just pulling out these keys um, to let them out and then do her business. Yeah, which the difference is, is that they stay around. They're not disappearing yeah. into like a key. Um, and it's like there's supposedly like nine or so holy beasts and he ends up getting like two little like elves, um, the dragon, the cat girl and another one. And it's like this whole time, like nobody thought you could tame them and, and work with them. And they're like, especially one when people find out they're like, you tame, you tame that. And he's like, yeah, I don't, don't see what's so special about it. But when it comes to him, like, taming, like, two or three, that's what really sets him apart. And the whole time, the fucking Heroes Party is interviewing Beast Tamers. And not one of them motherfuckers can do the same thing that Rain could. Rain was taming a bear, taming a hawk, taming all these different animals to help them scout the areas and carry all this stuff at the same time. And they're interviewing these people. And they're like, you can only tame one monster at a time? And they're like, yeah, no other beast tamer out there can tame two. What are you talking about? They're like, you're fucking garbage. Get out of here. You don't even deserve to be interviewing for this job. And they're like, but Rain, 
fuck Rain. He was garbage. He didn't do anything. He held us back. And then it's like the beauty of it that we'll talk about in another episode. Rain gets his get back because he bumps into the hero's party. And that's what make this anime peak. But in the end, it's also Rain is just getting stronger and stronger. And he's tamed four or five of the holy beasts. And they've never seen somebody tame all of them. But Loki, it leads to them possibly being like, if we tame all of them, Maybe you could contend to fight the demon lord and become a hero. So, yeah. Okay. What's next? I think it's uh, Bochi the Rock. Bochi the Rock is a great little, like, slice of life music anime. And it's about this girl that does like youtube or whatever and she's very famous she has like 20 or 30 maybe even more like thousand subscribers that follow her and all she does is just put on like little guitar solos and like songs and stuff but she is deathly stage fright like literally has never performed outside of her house, outside of her closet at that, because that's where she records. And so basically it's about Bochi joining a band. And it's because they were looking for a member. She ends up getting into this bar and they go to do their first performance. She performs in a cardboard box. She is that scared. Like, she's like, as long as the audience can't see me, I can't see them. And it's like I'm in my closet. <laughs> so it's very funny. But, like, the whole time, they're, like, they're trying to become famous as a band. And they're trying to get their vocals down, their music, writing songs. And they're playing at this venue that one of the band members' sisters owns the bar. And she's like, you got to prove that you can be the here. And the whole time, Bochi is like separate from the rest in terms of like talent and everything. But she's so stage fright that she doesn't see it, how good she is. Because it's like, it opens up the realm. If you like to play music or if anything like that, it's a really great anime in terms of like, Playing solo and then playing in a band is different because you have to match another person's tempo. You have to make sure that you're not going too hard in a song or going too soft or whatever so that it all comes together. And Bochi showcases some skills that like talent scout people or other bands come and see. And they're like, yo. She's picking up the pace so that she can cover for the lack of drums or something like she's doing really well. And it was really hard at first for her because she was just a solo performer in her closet and she had to learn how to play in a band. And it'd be really nice to just watch her gain more confidence and everything. And because she wants to be a rock star, 
that's what she looks up to. And it's nice to see that journey. Like, I would really enjoy another season of, like, witnessing. Because towards the end, it's like, on top of that, she started working at the bar. And it's part-time so that they can pay for their club fees or gig fees, whatever. And she couldn't talk to other people. Like, she's like, I'm so sorry for being alive, this, that, and the other. And now she's finally able to be like, hey, what do you want to drink, sir? Oh, yeah, I got you. I can get that for you. And it's like she's building up her confidence socially and everything. But it's a great anime. I highly recommend it because it's very funny. Um, it's got a lot of comedy aspects into it. But, yeah, what's next on the list? So this one is called The God of High School. This is probably one of my favorites. Probably more of the beginning of me starting anime. And it's basically the god of high school tournament of people all around in high school. Um, all different types of fighting styles, martial arts, doesn't matter what it is. And in weapons, whatever it is, you can go to the tournament. And so it's basically about this main character and his two best friends. Um, his name is Jen Mori. Mori. Jen Mori. And he is specializes in Taekwondo. And his best friend Han is the specialist in karate. And then the, their best friend Yu, I think is how it says is swordsman and it's it doesn't i forgot how many people it was but it i want to say it was like i don't want to say it was up to a hundred because the way it looked it wasn't it looked like 30 maybe not even it could have been 30 no it was more than 30 it started out as like a hundred because remember they opened it up as an all for all like brawl Right, yeah. and then the second tier of the tournament, you had to break into teams of three, so I think it got down to like forty or so, you know. But yes, it's it's because at one point they had to go against each other. That shit was hard as fuck. Because they were like, it doesn't matter if we're friends right now. I'm not holding back. And there's just a whole lot of backstory that I feel like needed more answers. Because during the, I'm pretty sure the tournament got interrupted because this high society person was trying to like... They were look they were searching for someone and they knew they were in the tournament, but they didn't know who it was. So I think that's kind of why they held it too to find this like I think it's supposed to be like a descendant or like the vessel for someone. The vessel for a god. Yeah. Which there were two different sides of the society. You had the evil society trying to get them to their 
but they didn't know because they had to wait for the person to awaken the power because they didn't know it. But then you have the good kind of society, which is even still kind of sketch, but it's like they're trying to produce that person through the tournament. And basically, lo and behold, there's multiple fucking vessels for multiple fucking gods that appear, good and bad. There's this dude that has, like, this demon type of thing inside of him. And it's different because it's not a Japanese anime. It's Korean. Because it is from a webtoon, The Gods of High School, which I really enjoy the fact that you can create something and it can with so much notoriety and everything over time eventually become an anime and that's really cool because webtoons are really great i feel like i feel like that should be something we could talk about webtoons because he got me into them really just one it's called lore olympus so freaking good it's about hades and persephone it's really good i recommend i recommend it to read but i feel like we could talk about that too because wasn't zom 100 a webtoon or no if i'm wrong it was just a manga that was really popular i know there's one that we watched that was a webtoon that towers of god that Towers of that God and the Gods season, of High School. But it's coming out with a second one. The way that fucking ended. Fuck you, Rachel. Fuck Rahel. <laughs> Rachel, however you want to say it. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> but going back to the God of High School. Yeah, the, you can see the art style. You can tell it kind of came from a webtoon. Because it does... It. I don't want to say it looks cartoony. But the art style of it, it gives me sketch. Like, it gives me color pencil, if that makes sense. Well, that's where I found problem with it. It was so rushed. The Gods of High School. The pacing of it, the storyline, they rushed it so much. But another thing that they also did that they put a lot of the budget into, they made it authentic and real. Every fight. They had an actual master in that fighting style. Like, they had fighting styles oh, yeah. that aren't natural. Like, not like Taekwondo, fucking karate, and all of that stuff. They had, like, original fighting styles from, like, Africa or whatever, like, come in. And they did the CGI stuff with the body suits. It wasn't... Not Africa, Africa, but different fighting styles that I can't think well, of. Well, yeah, like Taekwondo, any type of martial arts. I remember because at the end of the anime, there's on Crunchy Row, there's an extra episode that shows how they made it. And you would think, like, anything is, it's all digitalized, like, they draw it, they make it on the computer, it's all like that. No, they had these people physically out here fighting, sparring, going godly on each other to make it as authentic. And I thought that was so cool because that's my first time ever seeing, you know, an anime being created. So that was really cool to see 
and there is like because they are searching for a god there is magic and like sorcery stuff in this so that in was the cool. anime it's called charyuk charyuk the power oh i heard the anime is called That's... no no in the anime the power that you're talking about is called charyuk which not I, I don't know you could say magic whatever yeah just some sorcery but stuff it's it's kind of like in one piece uh hockey only people that reach that level are able to see it because other than that it's invisible and you're like what the fuck's going on right now well i was done i guess i can't remember what i wanted to say i wasn't trying to cut you off so what's next on the list the next one is domestic girlfriend a lot of these i haven't seen so it's all him that's the thing i've seen hundreds of animes and she's just starting out um she's seen like 10 or 20 by now but domestic girlfriend is in my top three it is one of my favorite animes of all time it's a romance anime and Honestly, I think we'll end it on this one. Um, and we can have a part two later on and everything. But Domestic Girlfriend is incredible peak right there. Um, so it's starring the main character, Natsuo, who's a high school student. And he has a crush on his teacher. And her name is Hina uh, Tachibana. And he's got these friends that are like, hey, we're going to a mixer later um, and we need another guy. Could you come? And he's like, "Ah, sure. Fuck it. I'm never going to actually be able to do anything with my teacher. I need to get over this unrequited crush. And so he goes and he meets this girl there that they both don't want to be there. They were just an extra body to fill the spot. And they end up getting drinks at the soda fountain and everything. And she's like, hey, this doesn't really seem like your scene. And he's like, nah, this doesn't seem like yours. And she's like, you want to get out of here? So then they leave and somehow they end up back at her place. And they're chilling, talking, and they've been just vibing this whole time. And she's like, hey, you want to do me a favor? And her name is Rui. Um, so he's like, I just met you. I don't really know. What's this favor? And she's like, what a fuck. <laughs> so he's like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. But they smash and she gives no reaction. Stone cold. She's like, oh, OK, that was sex. Bye now. And then he goes home. And so. He's coming home late from school the next couple of days and everything. And his dad's on the phone every night with a girl. And his dad comes into his room and is like, hey, son, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while now. And I know it's been 10 years since your mom died of cancer and everything. But I've been talking to somebody and I would like you to meet him if that's OK. And it's real supportive. He's like, yeah, dad, you've been great. You've taken care of me this whole time, dealing with everything. 
and I just want you to be happy. And he's like, okay, cool, great, son, I love you. And he's like, oh, by the way, she's coming over for dinner tonight. And right then there's a knock at the door. And so they go and they answer. And a lot of people don't expect who it is. Um, But it's this nice middle-aged lady. And she's like, oh, hey, how are you? You must be Natsuo, this, that, and the other. I'm excited to meet you. And then she turns and she's like, girls, don't be shy. And it's his teacher and the girl he slept with. And then they are now his stepsisters. And it's just a great fucking show. The drama, how it is. And yeah, it's it's one of those kind of like pervy hentai type of like themes. But the drama and the writing in it are incredible with how things go. And it needs a second season. Like... It is one of the animes that I actually read the manga for, and I fell in love with it because I watched the show, and then I was like, I need more. And I read the manga, and it is so much better, and it needs to be animated. Like, I got to see all the characters, how everything goes. It's a crazy story. There's so much that goes on. There's got yakuza members in it it's got kidnapping and stalking and stuff like that mental health things it's it's got a lot of it and just the writing in it how intricate they make the characters and everything because it's like that's a very interesting situation to be in like to even imagine having something for somebody that was not family and then becomes family crazy but yeah anything you want to comment on i mean these are all just animes that are old and we kind of know they're not gonna have any second season but there's a lot of newer animes that like have wrapped up that confirm there is a second seasons but i still want to kind of name some of them and then like like hell's paradise that one's really good really good anime and really good art style and story i don't think it's coming out until next year mashal muscle and magic really funny if you like harry potter and comedy that's supposed to come out with a second season i think in october of 2024 and then there was another one that i mentioned hell's paradise i just said that oh hell's paradise mashal what else i just i think i mentioned one earlier and i was like yeah i know it's confirmed but forgot but those are two main ones. Um, oh, and 100 Girlfriends. We actually just finished that one. It is confirmed for a second season. Don't know when. Ended. Great. It was so funny. I feel like they wrapped up the first season pretty good. Excited to see the rest of the drama. They kind of gave us a sneak peek of the next 
four or five, four girlfriends. So excited to see that because is a girlfriend. No, that'd be nasty, um, but I mean, shit. And it kind of gave us a uh, insight to just by the glimpse of seeing them, the different personalities, because they're all different. So getting the glimpse of what's coming next, I like how they did that to kind of get us excited for what's next. But those are just three. <laughs> I can't, I remember looking earlier and I was like, well, there's no point to talk about this because it's confirmed. So they already left my mind, but there's a lot out there I'm sure we'll bring up later on. But like he said, we're getting in here. I hope everyone had a great Christmas and have a happy new year. Whatever that is. Uh yeah. I was gonna I was gonna do a little conversation like, oh, what'd you get for Christmas? Barely anything. <laughs> but still grateful, still grateful. Yeah. Um we hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and a happy New Year's. Um, we do have merch. We have shirts and we have hats. Um, he's wearing it. It's just I'm wearing it. Way. It's just backwards. That way, my face is showing a little bit better. Um, but hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, whatever at Thousand Sunny Podcast. Um, give us a follow, subscribe, whatever. We're on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, everything. Um. But we will see you and all the rest of the crew in the next episode. Bye. Bye.